Hello, once again, to those of you who have been listening to my podcast. I want you to know how much I really appreciate you. And if you're listening to this program for the first time, I hope you'll decide to become part of my dedicated listeners so we can all better live our lives in the light of truth and partner with God to encourage one another and grow our faith in Christ. The purpose of this podcast is to help us all discover and live in life-giving truth. You can always count on me to expose the lies, reveal the truth, and empower the faithful. I am a charismatic apologist with a keen interest in the prophetic, and I have many years serving as a Bible teacher. I work full-time in ministry, and I can't think of anything else I'd rather do with my time and my talents, because I earnestly want to promote the truth of Jesus and help as many people as possible live in the hope that's only available in truth, namely Jesus. Because of the events worldwide, especially since the beginning of 2020, people are hungrier for truth today than at any other time in my life. And so having the opportunity to have this podcast and bring truth and consideration to current events to help us all live with the hope for our future is a tremendous blessing for me. And I everywhere, people are nervous and anxious, and they're seeking to know what they can trust, who they can trust where they can place their faith. And all of us need to know we're in the center of God's care and protection, which is what I want us to talk about today. But before we do, I need to speak to you concerning my ministry situation. Producing this weekly podcast, writing and publishing books, speaking where invited are efforts I want to continue doing as long as I live. And my primary hope is that I will invest in you so that your life can be victorious. You can live in the victory that Christ died to provide us. My secondary hope is that those of you who are blessed by my work will show me your support in whatever way you can. It's expensive to produce this podcast, and I've been at it for almost a year now, and I'm coming up for renewal. And my business advisors have told me that I must share with you how you can help my ministry financially, which is not something I'm entirely comfortable with. However, to be honest, my husband's income has fully funded this ministry for several years, and that simply can't remain the case. And I'm sure you understand that. In exchange for what I do, if you are blessed in any way, I'm asking you to help financially support my work so I can continue. Now, I've elected not to be a 501c3 organization because I did not want the prospect of being censored. I want to speak the truth and not have any pushback. This means any donations that you might want to give are not tax deductible, but they are most welcome. Alternatively, taking advantage of the goods or services offered by my sponsors is another way you can show financial support. And of course, I want all of you to read all of my books, so I make them available at a discount. And if you order directly from me, I'm happy to personalize them, sign the books if you'd like. But one of the things I'm really excited about is a brand new product that I've just launched, and I hope it will go viral. It's my beautiful 4 by 8 inch high quality vinyl bumper sticker that states, Make America Godly Again. They're really attractive, red, white, and blue with an image of the Capitol in the background, and they're available now. And I really hope to see these bumper stickers all over our nation, and not just on car bumpers, but anywhere a sticker can be applied. I'll be placing mine on the rear window, the lower portion of the rear window of my car, and also one on my tote bag. Imagine the hope and encouragement we can give others by simply displaying our desire for God to be welcomed in our nation again. The bumper stickers are a way for you to display your faith, 
encourage others, and support my ministry at the same time. I'd really like to see them all over the place, especially for Memorial Day and the 4th of July. I have them featured on my web store, and with just one click of a button, you can purchase as many as you like, and I hope you'll get some to give away, too. And let me go back to talking about my books for a little bit. I proudly recommend them. I mean, each book has won at least one award, competing against well-known authors, and my endorsements and reviews are really gratifying. You can find my books wherever you like to shop the most, but if you order from me direct and use the promotion code that I'll provide later in the podcast, I'll gladly sign the book and personalize it in your name if you'd like. And if you have read any of my books, why not loan those out and get one of the others from my Faith to Live By series that you don't have yet? There are five in all. And the first book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies, is endorsed by Josh McDowell and others. It also has a study guide. That's the only book in the series that has a study guide, so it's proven to be a great book for small group or individual study. And another way I'd love to be supported is if you're in a position to recommend me to come speak at your church or organization, I'd especially like that. Speaking in person is my most favorite part of my ministry work because I get to interact with you eye-to-eye, face-to-face, and it means a great deal. You know, each week I've told you I really welcome your communications by email, and if you want to email me, just use faith to live by at PamelaChristianMinistries.com, or you can use the contact page from my website. Those of you who are subscribers to my bi-monthly e-newsletter are also considered preferred members, and you get special communications and offers that are not available to other people. So don't let this podcast be a one-way conversation. I want to know what's on your heart and mind, and I want to hear your comments, and I want to learn of any topics you'd like me to cover. In fact, I expect much of what I have to share today to be over-the-top good for you, and I'll be looking for your comments. Just like you, especially since the beginning of 2020 with everything we've endured with COVID-19 and the riots and government, the elections, with everything, I have my good days and I have my bad days. But I know it's important for me, and therefore I know it's important to you, that we stay in the center of God's protection. And with that in mind, I wanted today's podcast to provide us with a strategy, some guidance, a plan, the things that we can do to more fully experience God's rest, His safety, and His protection. To help us better enter into God's rest and His protection, I'll take a look at the contemporary past to help us understand our present, and I will reconsider the present as a means to prepare us for the distant future. And by the end of this podcast, I hope you'll realize how you can confidently enter into God's care and protection, even while all things around us are in utter chaos. We all agree this has been one of the most intense and longest seasons of uncertainty that any of us have ever known. We can only imagine what it was like for people during World War I and II, and there has been much speculation about World War III being the Great Tribulation revealed in the Bible to potentially occur in our lifetimes. We are clearly living at a time when evil is attempting to overcome all that is good. It's a spiritual revolution of Satan and his followers against God and his followers. All genuine Christians are God followers and therefore the target of the enemy known as Satan. The enemy of God has been at work for hundreds and hundreds of years in America, scheming and working his plan to destroy our nation founded under God. And in recent decades, he's made tremendous inroads. Little by little, slowly, over time, we have been caused to tolerate, accept, and even promote 
ways of evil, rendering the righteous impact of the church of no importance in our society and culture whatsoever. So much so that the church has been the most discriminated against of all aspects of our culture in recent times, clearly seen by the way those in positions of leadership and influence have attempted to shut down and overpower the church altogether. When we look at events in our country and around the globe, the initial reaction from many of us has been fear. And unwittingly, our fear is precisely what has fueled the enemy to oppose us even more. The enemy has only as much power as we give him. When we react in fear, we are not thinking clearly. We are not relying on the truth we know, and this allows the enemy to control us. Only when we deliberately choose to operate in faith, believing truth, which Jesus himself personifies, do we have the ability to enter into God's rest and safety. If you have been subjected to any measure of fear in these recent days, I ask you to listen carefully because I believe you'll find a nugget or two that will help you with this podcast. Our nation and our faith are being severely shaken as evil has been allowed to increase and the current administration continues to impose controls on us, taking away our freedoms and oppressing us with greater burdens and demanding acceptance and support for all sorts of immorality. In all of this, truth itself has been assaulted. People who seek to promote truth are censored by a smaller group of people who consider themselves woke. In contrast, what God is doing for his people is waking us up. Just the other day, I made a post from Pfizer, one of the makers of the so-called COVID vaccine, and in it was Pfizer's specific detail about the dangers or side effects of their vaccine from the Pfizer publication itself, and LinkedIn took it down. It wasn't that I wasn't telling the truth. It was that I was telling a truth they don't want people to know. As I've shared before, when truth is compromised, morality is up for grabs. This is what we're experiencing, and sadly, our younger generations are paying the greatest cost. For decades upon decades, truth has been under attack. Consider the removal of prayer from public school, the removal of the Bible in public schools, the removal, the removal of biblical references in public places, toppling of statues that paid tribute to great historical men, and the anarchy of Antifa and BLM, the encouragement by our elected officials for destructive riots to increase, the rampant acceleration for acceptance of deviant lifestyles, and so much more. The truth itself has been under attack. Lies and deception come from the father of lies, Satan himself. These are his most often used weapons. We are clearly living in revolutionary times. A spiritual revolution has been underway, and we are subject to it. Now, let's stop for just a minute and consider the word revolution. The first definition considers the movement of celestial bodies going around in an orbit in the completion of its elliptical course. Another definition is completion of a course of time, as in the period made by the regular succession of time or by a succession of similar events. Revolution is also a word used which has to do with a sudden or radical or complete change, such as a forcible overthrow of a government or social order, in favor of a new system. Now, I understand the definition of celestial in this sense refers to celestial planets, but it also causes me to think in terms of spiritual beings. And because we know forces of evil are at work, and the lies and the deception are weapons of choice of the enemy, 
What we are being subjected to is a revolution of disinformation that seeks to redefine what is considered good and what is considered bad. The enemy's goals have not changed since the beginning. He seeks to dethrone God and gain control on all of God's creation and take the very place of God. Albert Moeller for Town Hall shed some light on the revolution we're living in on his radio show. He stated, quote, Theo Hobson, a British thinker, defines a moral revolution this way, quote, That which was repudiated must be celebrated. That which was celebrated must be repudiated. And those who will not celebrate must themselves be repudiated. End quote by Theo Hobson. Moeller explained that the revolution has already had tremendous impact in higher education and entertainment, and now those in positions of power seek to change the laws in support of the cycle of repudiation. The Equality Act, which was introduced a few months ago by Democrats in the House of Representatives, has the potential to advance the full array of LGBTQ plus issues and represents the greatest threat to religious liberties in his decades in American public life. I'll have a link to the whole radio program in the show notes. Attempting to redefine what is good and what is bad was the first effort the enemy of God used to deceive Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. By deceiving them to reconsider what God had said was good and what bad things would happen if they disobeyed, the enemy won his first critical battle. The reason there are so many people following after the false narratives of our day and embracing what was evil and calling it good is because of the cultural revolution that's been underway for hundreds of years and has peaked in recent years. It's a revolution of disinformation intended to essentially reprogram morality and truth with the agenda of overthrowing our republic and turning our nation into a totalitarian government. Demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization are the four stages of a Marxist takeover, and these have been working in our nation for decades. I have a link to an insightful article by Scott McKay from the Tennessee Star in the show notes, if you're interested, and I hope you are. But here's a brief overview. Demoralization is a brainwashing process that takes 15 to 20 years. This is where educators are instructed to teach communism with an atmosphere that communism is to be accepted without resistance. This is accomplished by using the deductive method of instruction, which essentially tells the students what to believe as opposed to inductive instruction, which teaches the children how to think. With three generations who have not been taught critical thinking skills, the brainwashing phase is considered complete. Next follows destabilization, which takes five to six years. This is when government, media, and entertainment reinforce the communistic ideals. This brings people to a state of being unable to consider anything other than the communistic mindset. At this stage, they view police and military as the enemy and embrace radical movements such as BLM, Antifa, and LGBTQ+. In the next phase, crisis is king, and maintaining a crisis to control the people is the plan. The crisis mode requires at least five to six years continual operation to bring people to believe there is no way back. The only thing that can stop this phase is a civil or foreign war. Now, I want you to keep that in mind because I'm going to come back to this point in just a minute. Lastly is normalization, where people are brought to accept the revolutionary changes as normal, even accepting them as good. 
Now, just stop and think for a minute of the particular people who are claiming we must accept the new normal. People who say this is our new normal. People who make this claim are the ones who want this to be our new normal. In a recent interview of Robin D. Bullock by Steve Schultz, Robin explained some of this, and I'll have a link to that interview in the show notes. In the interview, Robin reminded all of us Barack Obama is on record to have said, quote, maybe we were 15 to 20 years too early, end quote. Was he talking about a premature evaluation of the advancement of the Marxist revolution of America? We know they believed their plan was advancing as they intended, but God showed up with the presidential election of 2016 and completely interrupted the advancement of their plans. The memes that have circled social media showing a picture of President Trump with the caption, quote, they are after you, the problem is I'm in the way, end quote, is something we should all understand and God should be praised for protecting us. Robin stated during this interview that God clearly said, and remember, I asked you to keep in mind the idea of civil war. Okay, God clearly said, quote, there will be no civil war. I am going to invade, end quote. Again, a prophetic word from God to help us enter into his rest. Don't you just love it? As in the days of Babel or Noah or Sodom and Gomorrah, God is going to intervene. Isaiah 5 verses 20 to 21 states, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. End quote. The current president and his administration have done more to divide the people of this country. They have done more to overturn our constitutional government and change our republic to a totalitarian Marxist government that seeks complete control and domination over us than any other administration in our lives. I've shared that the enemy has sought to accelerate God's timeline to circumvent the foretold great end-time harvest, or the billion-soul harvest prophesied by Bob Jones. But with God's intervention, the enemy's woke revolution is God's own awakening revival reformation. Are you praying for the workers of the harvest? As John Eckert wrote, quote, God has a way of raising up strong anointings when the world seems dark, when it looks like the devil is taking over and witchcraft is prevailing. The strongest anointings are raised up when things are bad. Strong people are raised up who know how to pray and fast, preach and teach. People who know how to rebuke, take authority and prophesy. God is raising up a new breed of believers who will prophesy, pray, preach, teach, bind and loose. He is raising up a company, an army of people who, according to Isaiah fifty nine nineteen, are confident when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. End quote. When you hear these words of Isaiah 59 19, what's your honest consideration? Are you hoping to be rescued by this group of heroes raised up by God? Well, listen again to God's instruction, this time from Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 2. The passage reads Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Again, that passage reads, 
your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. Well, while we pray for workers of the harvest, we should also find ways we can become equipped to be a worker of the harvest. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 states, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Not one of us is created by God to be mere observers. As I've said before, if we are not part of the solution, by default, we are part of the problem. Before I go to the next point, I want to have us realize how the plans of the enemy are backfiring. Instead of having the degree of control over us they thought they had to be able to cause us to give up, the remnant of God has been raised up. And there are more people in America today seeking truth than ever before. When the Spirit of God shows up, which will happen in greater intensity very soon, we will experience a complete reversal of all we've suffered and people will be dancing in the streets praising God. Now, let's look at what I call parallel prophecies. In fact, I wrote about this on my blog on April 23rd, and I was utterly delighted to hear Robin D. Bullock discussing the same basic concept on an April 26th broadcast, only he calls it pre-event impressions. This is the same interview with Steve Schultz that I mentioned earlier, so there's a link for you in the show notes. What the Lord allowed me to realize with greater clarity is how current events provide us with insight to the prophetic future. Now, you've actually heard me talk about it before if you've listened to my podcast when I've referred to the controls and oppression we've suffered with COVID-19 being something of a dress rehearsal, so to speak, for the different events we know about from the Bible in the end times. I had asked God, how could the whole world of people come to accept the rulership of the Antichrist? I believe God gives us a foretaste of how things prophesied will occur as a means to prepare us. God gives us knowledge and shows us the ways of escape in advance so that when the actual prophetic event takes place, his children know how to respond to escape the actions of the enemy. In these past several months, we have been brought to our knees to humble ourselves, repent, and seek God. We're being trained to examine every claim that sets itself up against the will and the word of God. We're being trained not to trust in government, but only God. We're being taught the importance of regularly gathering together as a church family. We're being trained how to better fight spiritual battles. We're being schooled in the importance of prayer and fasting. We're being called upon to discover our gifts and talents and to step into our calling so that we partner with God to bring His will on earth as it is in heaven. Our faith is being tested as a means of strengthening our faith for the future. I share all of this to reinforce the importance of personally being involved in what God is doing instead of cowering in fear for what the enemy is doing. Now, I want to end with a story that I believe beautifully illustrates today's podcast point. A pastor had been on a long flight from one place to another. The first warning of the approaching problems came when the sign on the airplane flashed on, fasten your seatbelts. Then, after a while, a calm voice said, We shall not be serving the beverages at this time, as we are expecting a little turbulence. Please be sure your seatbelts are fastened. As he looked around the aircraft, it became obvious that many of the passengers were becoming apprehensive. Later, the voice of the announcer said, We are so sorry we are unable to serve the meal at this time. The turbulence is still ahead of us. And then the storm broke. 
The ominous cracks of thunder could be heard even above the roar of the engines. Lightning lit up the darkening skies, and within moments that great plane was like a cork tossed around on a celestial ocean. One moment, the airplane was lifted on terrific currents of air. The next, it dropped as if it were about to crash. The pastor confessed that he shared the discomfort and fear with those around him. He said, as I looked around the plane, I could see that nearly all the passengers were upset and really alarmed. Some were praying. The future seemed ominous, and many were wondering if they would even make it through the storm. Then I suddenly saw a little girl. Apparently, the storm meant nothing to her. She had tucked her feet beneath herself as she sat on her seat. She was reading a book, and everything within her small world was calm and orderly. Sometimes she closed her eyes, then she would read again. Then she would straighten her legs, but worry and fear were not in her world. When the plane was being buffeted by the terrible storm, when it lurched this way and then that, and it rose and it fell with frightening severity, when all the adults were scared half to death, that marvelous child was completely composed and unafraid. The minister could hardly believe his eyes. It was not surprising, therefore, that when the plane finally reached its destination and all the passengers were hurrying to disembark, our pastor lingered to speak to the girl whom he had watched for such a long time. Having commented about the storm and behavior of the plane, he asked why she had not been afraid. And the child replied, because my daddy's the pilot and he's taking me home. All of us who are Christians are in the care and protection of our heavenly Abba Father, and our life on earth is an opportunity for us to discover truth, namely Jesus. We need to keep our hands off the co-pilot's wheel and fully trust God, who's indeed taking us all home to live in his presence forever and ever. Amen. Next week, I want to share with you a very poignant look at the days between Passover and Pentecost, which are the days we are presently in, and how these days are the highest days of preparation where God intends us to be ready for what he will do. Will God pour out his spirit again on Pentecost this year as he did in the book of Acts? It's possible. So let's consider how we can best be prepared. If you've been blessed by my ministry work, I need you to let me know. I often ask for you to contact me. I truly want to hear from you, especially now that I'm faced with the decision to renew my podcast or not. I really need to hear from you. And if you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. One of the newest ways you can help is to get my bumper stickers that say, Make America Godly Again. They're available for $5 each. These are beautiful vinyl stickers that will hold up nicely in the weather. And I hope you'll get as many as possible and give them away so we can begin to display our real and certain hope we have in God for our nation. Use the order form on my web store to let me know how many you would like. In addition to showing your support with the bumper stickers, you can also take advantage of the many goods and services I bring you from my sponsors and partners, which you'll find on the faithtoliveby.com webpage. One of my sponsors is Edward Torres, who can help you with your future goals. Ask Ed Torres, a team member with the Financial Advisory Practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach to see if you're prepared for your financial future. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, understands your goals, and they provide personalized advice to help you reach them. Call Edward Torres today at 949-250-3210. Offices are located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. 
The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. They are licensed in many states, so I'll have a link to his website on the show notes. And I encourage you, contact him for a free consultation. He is my financial advisor and a wonderful Christian man I highly recommend. If you've liked what you've heard today, I sincerely appreciate hearing from you. Sitting in my studio before this microphone feels very much like a one-way conversation. And as I've said, I really don't want that. Use my email or social media so we can connect beyond this podcast. Also, consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will make you a preferred member where you'll receive special announcements and offers that are not available to others. With so much going on every day, let's also connect at Facebook, at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter, at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn, at Pamela Christian. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on the Charisma Podcast Network and on my webpage, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there is a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring you through my sponsors and partners is how you can support me, and it would be greatly appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, and that helps spread the gospel. And it also helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. And depending on the platform where you listen, why not subscribe to this podcast so you're sure not to miss a single edition? I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 